everybody. Welcome to It Was All Stream. I am Chris here with my co-host and cousin, Neil Carroll. Welcome back, everybody. What have we got on the docket today, sir? All right. So today we're going to talk a little Red Notice. came out a couple weeks ago, Red. but we gave everyone a chance to watch it. And now we're going to discuss so that we don't have to worry about spoilers and all that. Uh, we got some rolling or troll True. for you guys. And then we're going to go over our suggestions from last week. Neil, you watched Shang-Chi, which is now I out did. on Disney+. Plus. And I Indeed. watched Conspiracy Theory. Yes, which I'm excited. And I did not get a chance to do my rewatch of Conspiracy Theory, which I had, which is definitely going to happen in the next two days. Because <laughs> I, I like that movie a lot. Let's get into Red Notice. This came out a couple weeks ago on Netflix, starring Ryan Reynolds, The Rock, and Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. This was kind of the, the big blockbuster Netflix movie this year uh, to come out. They got three heavy-hitting Hollywood stars for this movie. I'm sure they paid a absurd amount of money pretty penny to all three of them to participate in this neil what were your overall thoughts and impressions of this movie my overall thoughts and impressions were uh, it was obviously fun i mean look you've combined now two of america's favorite people the rock and ryan reynolds gal gadot does not impress me as an actress so much um, I think she's funny. I think she's kind of innocent, uh, but doesn't really like, like, you know, who would have been a fun choice for that? Scarlett Johansson. And I know I've poo-pooed her acting chops in the past, but she would have been a kind of a more, uh, like held her own comedically against the boys, you know? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I could see but, her as being a little bit of a better pet. Yeah, right. But otherwise, I mean, I really enjoyed this movie. Like, there was not a moment where I, I, and it was a long movie, but I did not have the we can cut some fat out of this feeling that I normally have when I watch long movies. Like, this was well-paced, fun the whole way through. The story was, like, meta. It was like they knew that they were doing a heist movie and they, they were going through the, the tropes and the motions. And they also kind of leaned into the Indiana Jones uh, likeness uh, kind of hard, which I like. So, I mean, what, I imagine this was a film you thoroughly enjoyed. Um, so this was a film that I thought was fine that I saw it, mm-hmm. but had I never seen it, I also would have been fine. Well, okay. This was a, a very like middling movie for me. A there middling was, movie there, for you. there was there was really no substance to it whatsoever. Yeah, I would agree with that. It was a pretty. I, I mean, I think Ryan Reynolds and The Rock happen to be two of the greatest salesmen on planet Earth. Yeah, the way that they're able to hype up and promote every single thing that they do in their lives. A hundred percent. They're always promoting their movies and saying how it's the next greatest thing. They're, I mean, look how much The Rock has talked about Black Adam over the last five years before any of it was even shot. That is right. True. So you have that, you know, promoting their alcohol brands, which conveniently. This Both was a, were in the film. This movie was a commercial for. Yeah. Um, they got their product placement in. Uh, they got paid millions of dollars. And, you know, they left us with a pretty generic and empty action adventure movie. Well, yes. I mean, generic and empty in as much as there, no new ground was broken. But well, not so much that as fun run. It's just like, what are we, what are we doing? I just don't like. Well, look first. The, I the think... sole the sole purpose of this of of the movie. Yeah. Was like at least sometimes some of these franchise movies like they 
try to hide what they're doing a little bit. Right. This was to sell the Rock and Ryan Reynolds yes. brands and yes. to set up a, a franchise. Correct. Those, the sole purpose of this movie was literally to make money, Absolutely. which we know that's pretty much the sole purpose to every movie. But like, at least people have enough respect for the viewers <laughs> to, to at least pretend like it's not. I, but I will say this: they they did like they worked, like they gave the fans something. They spent money on this, not just on the salaries. Oh, they did. They spent. There was. I, they spent a ton of money on the three actors in it, and they spent an, a ton of money on the movie itself as far as all the effects, action sequences, all of that. 100%. Outside of that... There was very um, little offered. That was it. But I'll tell you what. I actually felt uh, like I enjoyed myself, and I, I'm not taking back what I said, but I will offer this. I'm worried about The Rock because guys in his position, like action stars or, or people, you know, uh, I'll give you a great example of the, of the converse of this, the opposite. Hemsworth, okay? Okay. He's like a, a muscly, he could have easily just, that's all he's ever going to do is be the muscle guy, be Thor forever and ever. But he kind of fluctuates. Like he's not ridiculous, you know, he did uh, yeah. the Ghostbusters all women version. He did like The Rock, I think, is now too big to be a sympathetic character. Like, he's too now big just... in terms of his fame or too big oh, in terms of his physical physically, size? Physically, <laughs> and, physically and his fame. Like, he kind of played, spoiler alert, uh, he kind of played like the jerk of this film you know he's right. he turned you know he's he's a jerk and i and i think okay great that's perfect because the whole movie i was kind of like you know i i'm not i'm not feeling the rock as much as i usually do and like you know i'm not sympathizing with him as like a a, a, a warm character and i think it's largely because he's now one of these like jack diesel mofos like he's just well he's always been that yeah, but you know what? Look back at uh, the Scorpion King movie, not The Mummy 2, the actual The Scorpion King movie. Yeah. Look back at uh, The Rundown, which is kind of a version of this movie that yeah, he did. I think with, he was always, I mean, maybe he wasn't this, this big. He was always yeah. pretty big, but. Well, he's a big uh, guy. Like, the Rundown, look, at you know, he's wearing a suit, it covers it right. up a little bit. Scorpion King, he's jacked. Yeah, but he's not, he wasn't like this. Like this, he's got he's got tiny head syndrome in this. You know, he's okay. one of those things where now okay. it's like he doesn't look like a normal person. But also, you know, and that's a that's a byproduct of superhero in this too when they get involved in these movies, the superhero movies. But like, even Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was always like he was you know he's the pinnacle of working out and being in shape. But even him, like his movies were not all about him being Jack and like wearing the tight clothes and all this stuff. He was just doing his thing. Like Jingle All the Way, if you made, a, a, do you remember Jingle All the Way? Of course I do. Of course. I, I just rewatched it. I enjoyed myself. But imagine The Rock and Jingle All the Way. Instead of just being a normal dad, like, and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is, you know, they gave him like this super American name, like Harry Henderson with this thick austrian accent but he's mm -hmm. the he actually is the everyman in that movie which is hard to believe right the rock could so easily be the everyman but i i feel like he's losing well, he, that he can't you know. anymore yeah but like that's not he, possible because now he's just the rock he's his stardom is too large to ever right. that's but he's that. but he's suffering something that he could learn the cure for from Arnold Schwarzenegger, from well, Stallone, I, you know, from people like that. I think the difference is, I think the the Rock and Arnold Schwarzenegger are good comparisons, but more so for the differences in how their careers played out. Because 
what happened with Arnold Schwarzenegger was his success came early in the movies right. where he was playing this larger than life action star. Right. And then he was able to transition into, oh, now Arnold Schwarzenegger, he can do comedies. He could do Jingle All the Way. He could do Kindergarten Cop. He can do Twins, like yes, stuff like twins. that. The difference is that The Rock's success did not come that same way in movies. No, until it took a minute. The second half of his movie career, the first and the first half of his movie career, he dabbled in the the action hero, but he went family comedy right way first. early and he yeah. was doing a lot of disney family comedies and then he does fast and furious and then his his action stardom takes off after that agreed so a little bit so it's tough for him to now do all of that and then come back to yes that com- he, he can always do a comedy with Kevin Hart, like he does, like Jungle yes. Cruise, he's he can be witty and banter back and forth, but also his, you know, he's The Rock is his number one skill is his charisma. It's not his that doesn't necessarily make him funny. Agreed. And I think he needs to scale his physical self down a notch or two. I don't, so that America can be like, okay, that's a, that's a I person. Don't, I don't know if that would help because now part of what will make him funny in movies is his physical size and how ridiculous it is. And people being able to riff off of that because he's not naturally funny anyways. So now you'll take away his ace in the hole. Interesting. All right. I, 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 I think he's, I think he can be funny. I think he's kind of lost it and, and started to rely on his natural charisma and his stardom. I want to see him work a little harder. That's all. Okay. That's interesting. That's well, we'll, I mean, regardless of how hyped it is, Black Adam is going to be a huge change of pace for him. Oh, yes. Because it's oh, going to be the first time that he's playing a, a villain. And we'll see yes. if he actually sticks with Black Adam being a villain or if he's going to turn him into an anti-hero because The Rock always has to be the hero. Exactly. I want it to be a strict villain. And after this movie, I actually think he can do that. Maybe. But again, like The Rock is kind of the anti-hero in this movie, too. Because right. it's just he's a thief. You're rooting for him, even though yeah. he's the thief and he pulls the spoiler alert pulls the double cross at the end indeed indeed um well how about ryan reynolds let's move on to him ryan reynolds i think is a a, a national treasure though he be canadian i i I love ryan reynolds he i will say this though he might i think it's a little ways off because he's doing a better job at it but he might suffer the vince vaughn Mm -hmm. syndrome where we couldn't get enough of Vince Vaughn for like three and a half to five years. And then we had enough of him just being Vince Vaughn in every movie. Yeah. I Ryan think- Reynolds is great. And we're in that, that phase of like, can't get enough Ryan Reynolds, but he does play Ryan Reynolds in every movie. It's just right. Ryan Reynolds is more charming than Vince Vaughn, but how much can we take? I just, I don't know when we're going to hit the ceiling. That's all. Yeah, I think, well, I think also part of the problem is his movie selection. Like, Ryan Reynolds is the, like, I'm trying to make a comparison where... Like, he's picking good or bad movies? He's picking bad movies that he's turning into fine movies that he's kind of saving that because of he's not right saving them by any means but he's making them better than they would be right making otherwise them watchable like something like free guy for instance right not a, uh, that was a fun movie yeah that is not a good movie if ryan reynolds isn't in that movie I'll tell you what that's specifically a ryan ryan reynolds movie you have something yeah. even as ridiculous as like that 
Pikachu movie. Yes. Like, not a good movie by any means, but watchable because Ryan Reynolds is the voice of Pikachu and it's (laughs) funny. And it's just Pikachu being Ryan Reynolds. And he makes it entertaining. Yes. Right. I agree. I think that's a great assessment. I'm trying to think of a comparison to another actor, but I mean, that, that's, I think you're right with that. He, it's just a matter of how long will that last? He reminds me of like, a, like an athlete who continuously, like he becomes a free agent and then he signs with a team that is supposed to be up and coming and also, they're going to pay him a ton of money. And Fair then enough. when he gets there, they're not so up and coming. Yeah. And the only reason why they're a 500 team is because of him. Listen, you just, we, all the five nerds that listen to us just tuned out. You can't do, you can't insert saying. sports. You, you can. You can. You can. There's you're enough, try, there's you're trying to broaden the base. Got it. Got a little bit trying to broaden the base fair enough oh my goodness that's what he is well i all right i'll agree i i'll i'll concur with your sports analysis of brian and then and then i get guess gal gadot is just you thought was replaceable by scarlet i did i think she was replaceable i not that she did a bad job or that she wasn't trying and i i think for for her role she did a serviceable job. I just think they could have beefed that part up with a more comedic or more interesting actress. Yeah. Um, are you excited for Red Notice too? I'm going to watch it. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I, I don't yeah. know if, that, if I'm excited for it, but I, I am going to tune in. I'll tell you, I was excited for this one yeah. because of the sales job that the rock and ryan reynolds tremendous job and and i enjoy both of them and i was like oh this is going to be fun having them together and and here's something else like i'll leave i'll leave red notice with this the reason we do this the reason we're podcasters the reason we love movies is because a we are advocates for movies and b Mm -hmm. i like it when actors are advocates for the craft for you know not like oh i'm going to be method i'm going to be this no but like are excited about their films like michael kane is in every single film ever made and his philosophy like you know in his in his interviews he's like i'm an actor i act i love movies this is what i do you know they pay me to wait around the rest of it i would do for free like the acting i would do for free they pay me to sit in my trailer and wait right so i can go act so like that i love when I hear stories about like Bruce Willis giving interviewers guff because they're asking them about, you know, what was it like to be this? Or do you like it when people shout die hard? And, you know, like when, when an actor, when a star is not an advocate for, for their own movie, let alone yep. film period, it's, it makes me sad. So I, yeah, I applaud I can, Ryan Reynolds I and, and uh, The Rock. I think we could leave it at that. Yes. That was good enough for me. How Indeed. about you? Very good. Let's move on to Roland or Trollin. Let's this do it. Week. Um, our first bit of news is that Michael Keaton has confirmed that he's been filming, quote, vulture, vulture stuff, unquote. Vulture stuff. Yes. I'm all he wouldn't for say it, what film slash films it was for, but he's right. filming Vulture stuff. <laughs> I I like it. I think that he, that was such a bold and interesting choice uh, to go with the Vulture. Mm-hmm. It was an underutilized character, but an excellent character in the comics. Um, you know, this kind of elderly figure. And then to use Michael Keaton, who talk about uh, charisma and being an everyman while also being able to play like menacing and sinister he he was perfect and and in that movie it was like I almost was on his side like I get his motivation because yeah, you feel bad you right yeah, absolutely 
Yes. You know, like I get his motivation totally. So I, I, give me more. Give me more of that. I am rolling with that. What do you think the vulture stuff is? Being you know what, though? For? I'm going to let you answer this because I'm always wrong and you tend to hit it pretty <laughs> close to the mark. What do you think um, is the what do you speculate? He's currently filming vulture stuff. I think. I mean, Morbius is already filmed, and we right. know he's in that. But that seems a different character. No, I think it's the same dude. He's a doctor, though, in that, isn't he? I don't think so. No, no, no. Morbius is right. a doctor. Not, okay. not Michael Keaton. Not Adrian Toomes. Interesting. So, Interesting. I mean, could it be No Way Home? I doubt it because that would be pretty wrapped up unless they have a, a stinger that they're going to add at the end, Yeah, which could be possible. Right. Um, and if they do, does that mean we're getting more of this Spider-Man? Well, I hope so. Why would we not? Well, because there's, there's some, some doubts, including Tom Holland, oh. who has been saying things like, Maybe it's time for him to move on. Um, he says, quote, maybe what's best for Spider-Man is that they do a Miles Morales film. I have to take Peter Parker into account as well because he is an important part of my life, dot, dot, dot. But if I'm playing Spider-Man after I'm 30, I've done something wrong. Wow. So Which, this is a very stark contrast from the Tom Holland who said years ago that he was openly crying to Sony producers and executives mm -hmm. when it looked like he wouldn't be returning to the MCU. Exactly. Pitching for it to come back. So See, is this, this like is... he's trying too hard to throw people off of what's going to happen after No Way Home? Like, do you think that's the case? Because he's, he is known out of all of the MCU actors, he's the most known for spoiling things from the movies before they come out. That is 100% true. I don't think there's that much thought going into this. I do think we should wait and see how that uh, my thoughts are projected out of my brain movie does when it comes out that he's in with the planet that has no women on it. Yeah. And uh, let's see if that makes any money before. Well, we no, give that up came the... out. Oh, then you that know came what? Maybe out like we... a year ago. Yeah, maybe we should be. Uh, maybe we should continue being Spider-Man, Tom Holland. <laughs> okay, I think I think we should cling to that. He also said that he might want to, you know, not always act the rest of his life. He said oh. that he kind of likes the idea of just buying an apartment building and like charging people low rents to live in his building and being the landlord. Here's what I'm willing to do. Here's what I'm, here's what I think Hollywood needs. Cause it doesn't have one right now. I think Hollywood needs to hire me and okay. give me an office somewhere where I can just take the phone calls from the studio heads uh -huh. and be like, you know, pick up the phone and they're like, okay, Tom Holland is saying ridiculous things we need to deploy you and then i will drive there and slap him around and be like be happy you're famous jackass and then i will go back to my office and have a you know a banana split or something and wait for the next call because this is a problem like that's a guy who needs to just get his act together i want to i want to just collect rent and own a building in lower manhattan and not act do you know if i was spider-man they would have to dynamite me out of that role i would play that until i was six like like toby Maguire, till i was 67 with a fake hip and gray hair i would be swinging from those uh, webs oh geez sure you would be that's how i feel about that sir <laughs> milk it for every penny every it's worth penny it's worth i would be doing geritol commercials in my spider-man outfit before I before I willingly gave it up. Um, let's talk about Black Panther two. Yes, which is 
which is on hold until 2022 as far as filming is concerned. Uh, so filming is on hold until 2022 uh, because Letitia Wright injured herself on set oh. back in August. Right. And flew home to have it treated uh-huh. and now can't get back into the country because she's not vaccinated. Where's Letitia Wright at? Well, she lives in England somewhere. Interesting. And they're film they film in Atlanta. And currently rules dictate that if you're unvaccinated, you can't be flying here from another country. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, she needs to go get vaccinated, number one. So I'm trolling her for not being vaccinated. Number two, uh, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about Black Panther 2. I want I want to believe. I want it to be good. But like you know, get yourself a, a shot and get on the plane and let's make this movie. Well, the there's two issues here. One is that she's openly anti-vax. Ah. And has promoted that on her socials. Right. And you know, we di- even did a uh, we even covered in rolling or trolling how there was rumors that she was um you know openly against the vaccine with other cast members and stuff on set she was preaching against it whatever whether that's true or not whatever we know that she's not vaccinated no at at the minimum her belief for herself is that she doesn't want to get vaccinated right um the other part of this is interesting that we had a confirmation from Nate Moore, one of the head producers at Marvel. He did an interview where he basically said definitively they will never recast T'Challa right. in the MCU 616 universe, which is the main MCU universe, right. considering there's a multiverse, whatever. Yeah. So that means... He basically, you know, talked about Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, and said that, you know, he thinks that they're doing a good job honoring Chadwick Boseman and T'Challa, but showcasing the broader world of Wakanda and those characters. It um, seems I think to me the, that's a back door for them. They're leaving themselves open. Yes. My thing is, I think from the get-go, it has been... Like, I understand the attachment to Chadwick Boseman. I understand um, how he epitomized T'Challa and really became, like, that was him. Yeah. At the same time, I think I've said this before, I feel like that character of T'Challa, his story was not finished. Agreed. In MCU. We got a small morsel compared to the wide, vast history that he has in the comic book canon. And to be basically told we'll never get that in this universe is adds on top of the sorrow of losing Chadwick Boseman. Right. Right. Because not only are, do we lose such a great actor and performer in person, but we're also losing such a great character who Agreed. also on top of along with the actor inspired so many people. Now we don't even get to have that. So we're getting two things taken away from us, two people taken away from us instead of just one. Yeah, does that, that, sense? that does without no, that being may... like trying not to be insensitive, yeah. of, of course. No, but I'm that just does make to be sense. Honest, and you know, I hope I'm coming across the no, way that was that clear. I'm that to makes sound. sense. That does make sense. So it's I'm a, I'm yeah. I'm worried about this sequel. I know Agreed. everyone's trying their hardest, but I'm worried about it. I I'm worried about it, and I think that it's going to be. Uh, it, it's just it's not going to have the same feel. Like when that first one came out, it was such a moment in time and that's certainly not going to happen with this one and people might be turned off so i do i do have the same concern rooting for it but concerned 
Um, let's see here. Quentin Tarantino, ooh, about a week or two ago, announced that he was going to um, sell a series of NFTs. Right. You know what an NFT is? No. Like the latest craze? A natural finish toilet bowls? <laughs> an NFT yeah. stands for non-fungible token. No, okay. Oh, I do know what this is. I have heard of that. It's it's basically like it's a doodad. Uh, no, it's a digital doodad. It's right. like a digital piece of art that's encrypted in a way where so like people who don't understand NFTs, which includes me, say like say that you have this NFT. It's a, there's only one of them, quote unquote made right of your face it's a picture of your face only one person can own that other people say well i could just take a screenshot and then i own it too well yes but that's the way nfts work is that yes technically you could but you don't own the original because there's a secret encrypted code like they use with bitcoin and cryptocurrency and all that so that's an nft Okay, and he's going to sell a boat. So it's worth money. So what he's doing is he's going to sell NFTs based off of Pulp Fiction that would include um, a handwritten script um, and certain scenes that were have never been shown before. So the NFT Uh, would be like a two-minute scene or something that has never been seen, and someone can pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for that one clip file, right? He is being sued by Max over these Pulp Fiction NFTs (laughs) because they're claiming that they own all the rights to the film. Well, I, uh, all right. Here's how I feel about that. I, NFTs, fungible. All right, here's where non-controlling all of this you can't fund it non-fungible i listen i he i'm trying to think of a great pun for fung, but it's he i don't this is care no fun trolling this because this is fun for white people problems and i don't care i just like that's why i'm trolling this this is the this is what's wrong with our society like, number one, who cares and who would buy this stupid stuff is number one. Number two, I don't care if one rich guy is talking to another rich guy like, no, I own my movie. No, I own my, your movie. And, like, and you can't sell quotes from your movie on decorative plates that you can't actually physically touch because it's, it's fungible or non-fungible. Not this fungible. is the worst thing ever. I'm trolling. I'm trolling in the strong. This is another thing. There's no funging it. No funging. I should get a call in my job as the Hollywood slapper. I think they should call me and I would be deployed and and funge Tarantino up. Okay. That's what I think should happen here. Oh. All right. Our last one. Science has proved okay. that Thanos's snap with the Infinity Gauntlet is physically impossible. Okay. The Georgia Institute of Technology recently Whoa. uncovered that being able to snap is a certain amount of friction with the lack of friction on the metal gauntlet preventing the necessary friction between surfaces to be able to adequately snap. All right. I, at what what organization was this that, that did this? The Georgia Institute of Technology. Okay, Psst. Georgia Institute of Technology. Yeah. It's a movie. Okay, we know it's not possible. And and the friction between the thumb and the forefinger is what hung you up, not the fact that he is purple, came from space, and blinked half of the universe out of existence. You're hung up on the friction of his thumb and the metal hand. 
just the way that it. it's, it's again my third stated, phone call as the Hollywood slapper. Just the way that it's stated, recently uncovered. Yeah, is that like just makes it seem like they spent a lot of time trying to figure this out? It's as obviously, as obviously, you can't snap and make a sound. Correct. That's not the point. That's not the point. That's not the they point. don't get the movie. They don't get it. It just fills me with sadness. They just don't get it. Um, let's just talk. Don't get it, do you? Let's talk our suggestions from last week. One of them is a biggie. Oh yes. So I say we start with conspiracy theory, uh, and then okay, we can end on Shang Chi. Cool. Let us do that. Yes, I agree. Um, conspiracy theory was something it it was something and uh you know it's another actor mel gibson who you know was huge but also had that charisma and also had that everyman appeal you know regardless of any controversy surrounding his personal life his film life you know he was he made really watchable movies so i'm curious to hear your opinion so this was a movie that needed to pick a lane, I feel okay. like, and never did. Interesting. It wanted to be a legitimate, self-serious thriller, yeah. but at the same time, it wanted to be kind of like a ridiculous, like... 90s comedy interesting where they I didn't, they I didn't were throwing in like kind of zany like wacky humor yeah. from mel gibson well yes amidst like give like the the concept of the movie is essentially that he's only coming up with conspiracy theories because he's been driven insane by the amount of mind control that has been done to him because he's actually an assassin for some secret organization. Yes. Or whatever, which is inherently ridiculous in itself, but they take it fully serious, except they, they don't because at the same time, Mel Gibson is like, you know, given punchlines and, right. well, and yeah. stuff, and like, but that's his charisma. That's his like. That's yeah, his, but it's know, he does that in every movie. He 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 does and he doesn't like. I don't like that fit well with a franchise like Lethal Weapon, where yeah. he's playing a very dark character in Lethal Weapon. But he was also whipping some puns out on you know on the British and the Patriot. Was he? He had I haven't a seen that movie two. in a while. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a while. I just, I think personally, mm-hmm. a great concept for a movie is agreed that someone is who constantly comes up with conspiracy theories. It turns out that one of them happened to be true, and then yes. what happens when that one out of a million he got one of them right what happens in the snowball the snowball rolls and that would be a really funny comedy that you could make you could go in that direction this was less interesting to me (laughs) okay um i i thought mel gibson was too all over the place for me to consider this a good gibson performance it's not a, it's, it's, he took every liberty he could. <laughs> yes. You know? There was a lot of scenery um, chewing. Yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Julia Roberts is kind of just along for the ride. Yes. It makes zero sense whatsoever, even given the circumstances of what's going on, that she would ever fall in love 
with Mel Gibson's character ever. Yeah. Okay. Just no sense at all. Right. And I was shocked that Patrick Stewart was in this movie. I had no idea. Patrick, and I thought he did an amazing job. He was good. Yes. He was good. I still don't understand who he was. He was but like he was the good. head of the CIA. He was the, the guy, guy that, like, brainwashing. You know, exactly. Yeah. And all the time could have been saved if Julia Roberts' boss just asked for some credentials. Yeah. That's it. That's that all true. he needed to do. Yeah. And he ends let's, up getting killed. Let's, so let's have some credentials. This was, you know, this was okay. It was entertaining. It was interesting. It was some throwback. What was this? Late 90s that this came out? Yeah. Um, yeah. 1997. Richard Donner. Oh, yes. Um, well, and, and that's where you get Mel from because that's where you get Donner Mel from because he did weapons. the lethal weapons. Um, but not his, not everyone's best work. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that it's a classic, but it's, it's an excellent film. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself. Had fun. And you know, I, I'll tell you this too. I, your standards, we're going to have to do a, a Powell pod one day on your on standards. What is considered great, good, and, and beyond? I'm fine with that. I have a whole system. A whole five-star system that I use to rate my movies. A whole system. Well, we're going to have to deal with that. We'll, br- we'll break it down one day. We'll we break need, it we're going to need to. We're going to need to break. My it system's down. ironclad, though. There's there's no changing it. <laughs> ironclad. All right. Well, we'll we'll deal with that. This was a, again. This was like a take it or leave it movie. It's it's not like um, I regretted that I saw it, but it's not a movie I'm ever going to revisit. Fair enough. That's all. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, but you didn't exactly in the middle, two and a half out of five, two and a half. Uh, All right. Right in the middle. I'd give it a three. Not bad. It's not good. It's just, it exists. I saw it and that's okay. You are devoid of joy. My Lord, my Lord. All right. Shang-Chi. I will tell you. Shang-Chi. Here's how I'm going to describe Shang-Chi. First, I will not bury the lead. I enjoyed myself. I'm not going to pretend I didn't. Second, I'm going to say that I enjoyed the Eternals more than I enjoyed Shang-Chi. Interesting. Okay. Yes. This is a film definitely had a, a very distinct and specific style. It is not necessarily a cosmic entry in the, in the Marvel world. It's not no. necessarily a terrestrial entry. It just didn't seem to matter. Like it didn't seem to do anything for the universe. Well, I think this is a... Um... Uh, a magic entry is what it is. Yes, in and it the was a realm, connection within to... the realm of Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, and which it literally has the connection to, and right. Wanda, and and that end of the universe. I think it has which connection to all four. That was a lot of fun, excellent, good to go. But I just thought it was particularly strange. Like for example, the end. Uh, where the dragons are fighting you know i appreciated it not looking blurry Uh, you know it was a very beautifully shot film a lot of color a lot of interesting things but also like you know who cares it was almost like what are the stakes here it's like if he bangs that wall hard enough then you know scary uh moths are gonna fly out of it and attack the villagers Right. Okay. I didn't really care. And yeah. and to, to have what's his name come back? Um Gandhi, who what's his name? Who played uh Tony Leon. No, no, no. Is uh, the bad guy. Yeah, but I'm talking about uh the the English actor who we thought was Oh, 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 Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. 
I I get it. Like I get the woke factor of it, but I would have preferred Ben Kingsley be like he would have done a better job and been more compelling. Oh, I thought he was hysterical. Oh no, he was hysterical because he's an excellent <laughs> actor. He's hysterical in what he was doing. He would have been a more compelling villain than what we had. Okay. Okay. Like you you feel like you would have rather him just be a hundred percent instead of like in a bit part. Right. Be the Mandarin. Be the Mandarin. Yeah. I think that if I had any critique of the movie, it is what you brought up. It is the end. Yeah. Because I don't feel like there was ever really any need for a CGI monster fight. Agreed. I liked the the tension built up between Shang Chi and his father, and yeah. that's what the final fight should have been was between the two of them, and they should have come up with a way to make it so that there isn't a magic door with faceless monsters and boogeymen to, that are going to come out. They should have just made the the big tension and the big climax to the movie be some sort of conflict between Shang-Chi and his father. I could have accepted that too, because what we got was a mishmash at the end that, that was, it just didn't serve a purpose. It's, it's what Marvel gets criticized for in the majority of its movies is that they, they, and its TV shows is that they end in a kind of worthless CGI fight. Right. Whereas the best of Marvel, you look at like how Loki ended, for instance. Literally the entire last episode is a conversation. Yes. And that was the most compelling ending to anything Marvel in In a while. I don't know how long. Correct. That was a C. I agree with you there. That works fine for me. That's the thing I can appreciate. Appreciate the craft of that. It, it, this, like I said, enjoyed myself. It was different. It was a change of pace. I think every now and then you have to throw some spice in to this universe, you know, and, and, and give us kind of a different direction. I think a lot of people will watch this and, and see themselves on screen where they haven't seen themselves before, you know, so it has, it has that benefit to it but i don't think it was the greatest marvel movie uh i it's certainly not in my top five it's not i don't know if it's in my bottom five it might be but see i i think i enjoyed this movie more than you did you you definitely did one one i think that um oh gosh now i'm forgetting his name um who's the actor that played chung chi Simu Liu, I think his name is. Yes. Uh, I think he's a star in the making. Interesting. I think he did an excellent job. And I felt that every action sequence prior to the big CGI fight was incredible. And it was stuff that that Marvel hadn't really gotten into that much with those huge choreographed martial arts fights which was i thought those were the most compelling things in the movie the bus fight and the the, agreed um, stanchion fight outside of the building those two fights are two of the best directed best shot most entertaining scenes in marvel movies i i concur they're up there so, like, you have those two standout, standout, like, A-plus level um, scenes in your movie. That should have also been the end. Give me that something like those. You end. set the bar in the middle, in the beginning of yeah. the movie, in the middle of the movie, with those two scenes so high Anything you were going to give us at the end that wasn't similar to those two things was going to be a letdown. 
I concur with that because I do feel that's what happened. I, all the stakes were front loaded. And then when we got to the end, the part where we're supposed to be the most on the edge of our seats, I was kind of like, okay, so this happened. It's just, and it's, it's you know, such a shift from what we were getting the whole, yeah. the whole time, the entire time we're getting these awesome, um, meticulously choreographed martial arts fights but then at the end we get just the reset to to cgi fight default which is where it it didn't feel connected to the rest of the film agreed but again huge fan of the actor who played shang chi huge fan of um pretty much uh, you know the, the whole cast. I'll say, with the exception of, because they keep trying to make her a yeah, thing. They're forcing Aquafina into things. They're forcing. That's Aquafina so. Into the things. the second critique is the fact that in a minute she was able to become Hawkeye level Archer. Exactly. That was ridiculous. That was Please. absurd. They shoehorned right. that storyline in, and it did not have to be shoehorned in. That's a couple hundred percent. Um definitely for me not a perfect marvel movie but i i really enjoyed it i think i probably enjoyed it more than eternals but i also really enjoyed eternals i think so far out of the phase four movies that have come out shang chi is probably my favorite of black widow eternals and shang chi i i'm you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go on record i'm gonna say Eternals, Black Widow, Shang Chi. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, you know, and not always gonna be. Yeah, not always gonna be the same. There. That's how. That's how I feel. Let me feel my feelings. You feel all the feelings you need. All right. Um, what do we got this week for suggestions? Well, I think we have to start watching uh, Hawkeye. Do we not? We are going to watch Hawkeye. Um. We will be covering that next week yes. before I go on my hiatus. Yes, hiatus. But yes, we will be talking the first two episodes of Hawkeye, which come out this week. Um, mm-hmm. We'll probably do a little rolling or trolling, but let's, you know, we could give each other suggestions as well. Well, suggestions. Yeah. I think I may have one for you if you haven't watched it already. Oh, well, hit me. What do you got? So this just came out. It's nice. Okay. There's been a lot of stuff that have come out on streaming that I'm able to suggest to you, which is good. Yes. This is another movie. I'm on a movie streak. Oh, I'm ready. Suggestion, uh, suggesting you a lot of movies recently. Mm-hmm. Um, this is interestingly enough a film created by two people that I don't think you like. Wow. So that's a great way to start. Directed by someone that I don't think you're always a fan of and starring someone you that are you're not always a fan selling of. selling the crap out of this However, movie. okay. You will like this movie. Will I? It just came out on Netflix. Okay. It is a musical. Okay. And it is very... Let me theater- tell you something. If you if you are about to say the word cats to me, no, I'm gonna absolutely, uh, not. Okay. absolutely not. no. Don't worry about that. Thank it's you. very theatery, like theater nerdy. So this theater is nerdy. essentially a musical about a man who created a very famous musical. Interesting. I'm, I'm so not it's like sure. a, bio, a biographical musical. A music by a musical. Biographical. About yes. So this is directed by Lin Manuel Miranda. Okay. Starring Andrew Garfield. Uh huh. I'm not in so far. Who is playing? Yeah. Um, is playing Jonathan Larson. Yeah. Who created wrote and created the musical rent oh i did see i did see a no i didn't see this movie 
but I saw a preview for it for this movie. Okay, so this is about his life before he even writes Rent. Before he even writes Rent. Yes, and it's very good. I enjoyed myself. I watched it the other day, and Andrew Garfield will shock you that he has one a great voice. Okay, and two, this. Andrew Garfield sneaks up on you because I know you're not the, a big fan of his. Not a big you fan. Really enjoyed him in Hacksaw Ridge. I did, if I'm not mistaken. Credit where it's I due. think you will enjoy him as much in this movie as you did in Hacksaw Ridge. This okay. is a, this was a very good lane for him. Well, that all right. You've you've piqued my interest. Um, I've never saw Rent. I know the the main song uh but i will i've never seen it either and you don't have to have seen rent i think they leave like little like tidbits in there of like oh like that's the you know that's like oh that from rent or or whatever like little um, easter eggs but that's why i say it's kind of theater nerdy Um, and i know you don't like lin-manuel miranda that much not I don't he's not not that I'm a he's hater. not your favorite I, I don't think you're favorite. a hater of either but they're also yeah. not your favorites like but I don't think he's a great actor he's obviously a genius he does a very good job in this obviously as the director because he's someone who you can tell loves theater so much and you mm-hmm. can tell that um Jonathan Larson was probably such an inspiration for him that he wanted to make sure that the movie honored it so I think it was really good. I think you'll enjoy it. We'll talk about it next week. I can dig it. I am going to offer you a uh, documentary as well. A biographical documentary. Oh, it's a documentary Uh, documentary. Kind of. Yes. Uh, Made by the man who it's about. It's, It's an auto biographical documentary okay and it's one of the more interesting actors of our time he has not been uh, a superstar for the last i would say 20 years quite frankly um but when he was at the peak he was probably burning white hot uh he's been definitely been in movies you've seen um, okay. Definitely played a character that was a huge part of our childhood. Whether they, the movies were good or not, it was a huge part of our childhood. Um, and he is uh, probably at his best, and I've said this so many times, and it might give it away, when he's standing next to the lead actor as opposed to being the lead himself. Uh huh. You know, he's always got the best lines when he's the supporting guy. Right. Uh, I think you should watch on Amazon Prime. You should stream Val. About Val. Okay. Yep. I've been wanting to watch that. Yes. And I figured maybe this is the perfect excuse. Because it is fun. It is good. Okay, cool. Like that's uh, the reason why I haven't watched it is because I'm afraid that it's kind of depressing. Well, yeah, because he has had medical troubles and continues to yeah. in recent years. But like, there's a lot of because he's filming it, so there's a lot of like, you know, on on set scenes with you know him and and his and the people he was acting with. Okay. So that seems like fun. Okay, so I will watch Val. You will watch Tick, Tick, Boom. Yes. No, not Tick, Tick. Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah, that's what it's called. And uh, we are both going to watch Hawkeye, episode one and two, which just came out. Indeed, just came out. Long talk about Hawkeye and what's Mm. coming up next for Marvel. Um, If you guys enjoyed the podcast, we would really appreciate if you subscribe rated and reviewed wherever it is that you're listening to the podcast we're on every major podcast platform we're also on neil's tremendous website that's glued to the screen.com it's glued the number two screen.com neil what do you have to say to the people 
dream on, everybody.